0: Today we're going to look at the extraordinary statement of Jesus in Luke 21:36, where he says, "Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of man." All of these things. What are all of these things we are to pray to escape? He's talking about the tribulation period. He's just covered it in Luke 21:25 and 26. The context is the 70th week of Daniel these things that are gonna happen on the earth that are worse than anything this world has ever seen and anything worse than they're ever going to see. And Jesus says, watch and pray that you would be counted worthy to escape these things. These are the very last days the world, as we know it, will ever see. It should be pointed out at this time, as Jesus predicts the tribulation period, that the other predictions of Jesus have already come true. He started by talking about the temple and the stones being removed completely. Not one stone on the other, on the temple mount, remaining. And that's been fulfilled exactly. And some of those stones were enormous, and it came to pass, just as Jesus said. He also said that Jerusalem would be surrounded by armies and that they were to flee when they saw that and Jerusalem would be taken and they would be scattered around the world. And that happened exactly as it said. Jesus even said they would be scattered around the world until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And in 1967, Israel gained control of the city of Jerusalem for the first time since 70 AD. So Jesus' track record up to this point is great. This time that the world is going to see that is worse than anything the world has ever seen is going to happen, just as the previous prophecies of Jesus came true, so will this one. So Jesus tells us to pray always that we may be counted worthy to escape all of these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Now if he's talking about all of these things being the tribulation period and then praying that we would escape and stand before the Son of Man would be the rapture of the church. And the rapture of the church is so much more than the people who are alive and remaining on the earth being raptured up and escaping the tribulation period. It's a resurrection. In where all of the people who have died in Christ in the Old Testament and New Testament, all of the Old Testament saints Abraham and Moses and David, all the way back until Adam and Eve, and then the last saints to die up until the point of the rapture, will be resurrected and will meet the Lord in the air. Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one through 55. When he talks about Christians sleeping, he's talking about them dying. They are in the presence of God and they are awake, but when a Christian dies, it's like they go to sleep. So listen to what he says. Behold, I tell you a mystery. The first thing about this rapture resurrection is that it is a mystery. It's a strange thing, yes, but a resurrection is strange. Listen to what it says. We shall not all sleep but we shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. So not everyone's going to sleep, but some are going to remain awake and be resurrected alive in a moment in twinkling of an eye. And then it says at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So the dead being raised and us being changed for this corruptible must put on incorruptible and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruptible and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Did you get that? At that moment, at the twinkling of an eye, at the trumpet of God, when there is a resurrection and those who are alive are changed in a moment is when death is swallowed up in victory. The reason we look forward to the rapture is not just to escape the tribulation period, although that's true, but it will be the day when all of those that have died will be reunited with their bodies and death will have its final defeat. And it will be said, oh death, where is your sting? Oh death, where is your victory? Because everyone that has died up to that point has been resurrected. This is the reason the rapture of the church is so glorious because it's not just a catching away of the saints, but it is a resurrection of every believer. Now, what about those who are alive when the rapture happens and are changed? Listen to what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep again, died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus, that is, their souls, their spirits, he will bring with him when he returns in the clouds for this resurrection. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And no wonder, because he is now meeting all of the saints in the air who have died and their bodies will be resurrected and they will have their immortal bodies. And then it says, and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. So there's this resurrection again, just like 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us the dead in Christ are going to rise. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up. And that word caught up is the word that we use for rapture. We'll be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So we have seen that right before this horrible tribulation period, there will be a resurrection that we call the rapture. And we are to pray that we be ready to escape the tribulation period and the time of God's wrath and the judgment on this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Now let's break down what Jesus said in Luke 21 about praying to escape. In Luke 21, 34, Jesus said, But take heed to yourselves that your hearts not be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the cares of this life. Three important things there. Number one, take heed to yourself. That is, you've got to evaluate yourself and examine yourself. You are the one who has the ability to call on the name of the Lord. You are the one that has the ability to turn and find the power and the grace that you need to be able to overcome sin. So you take heed to yourselves. The second thing it says is, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the cares of this life. The heart being weighed down, the word there for weighed down is burdened. Lest your heart be burdened. Carousing and drunkenness is the bar scene, the cra- the carousing scene of looking for someone to have sex with, drinking, connected with that. And the cares of this life are just like in the parable of the soils, the things that we live for. And the Bible said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you. That if you don't worry about the cares of this life, God will take care of you if you will look for the kingdom of God first. So put away carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life and don't let them persuade you. He goes on to say, and that day come on you unexpectedly. In other words, if you don't heed yourself, if you let your heart be weighed down by carousing, by drunkenness and the cares of this life, then the day will come upon you unexpectedly and you will find yourself left behind. Verse 35 says, For it will come as a snare on all of those who dwell on the face of the earth. And that's a key part of this text. He's coming to judge earth dwellers. You and I as Christians are just passing through. We're like Abraham, we're looking for a city whose foundations are built by God. We are citizens of heaven and not citizens of earth. So he's coming to judge earth dwellers and this is one of the reasons why we will be taken out before the judgment of the earth. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 and Romans 5.9 tell us that we will escape the judgment that is to come. And listen to the words of Jesus in Revelation 3.10 to the faithful church. These are the people that have been faithful and had a little strength. And so he says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of testing that shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Just like the passage out of Luke, that it's coming as a snare to those who dwell on the earth. God's going to keep us from the hour of testing that's going to come upon those who dwell on the earth, earth dwellers. And that makes sense. Why would we, Who have our hope in God who follow him and live for him his bride remain here during the wrath of God during the tribulation period so in Luke 21 verse 36 Jesus then goes on to say watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all of these things that will come to pass and stand before the son of man let's break that down watch therefore look around you see what the world's like Does it fit the signs of the times of what the end of the age will be? I think that we can say yes. Does that mean Jesus is coming back next week or tomorrow or within five years or ten years or a certain date that someone may set? No. Stay away from the sensationalism of setting dates. In fact, Jesus said not to follow people that do such things, but instead know the season. And we're living in a time that Jesus could come back. Could he wait for another 50, 100 years? Certainly. And so we need to occupy until he comes, take care of our families and do what we need to do. But we are also to watch. And when we look up and see the clouds, they remind us that Jesus is coming back. And we are to watch the world and the signs and then pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. How do we escape all these things that come to pass? We guard our hearts. We don't let it get weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And then it says, and to stand before the Son of Man. That's the rapture of the church when there is this great resurrection and we will be alive and be changed in a moment and stand before the Son of Man and escape all of these things that are coming upon the earth. Listen, Christian, God wants you to escape the tribulation period. He wants you to be ready now. And that's why the Bible says in the New Testament that the early church waited earnestly for the return of Christ and why they looked forward to him coming again. And the Bible tells us that we are to look forward to. Jesus said, be ready. The Son of man is coming at a time you don't expect. He said, be ready for you don't know the day or the hour, which doesn't mean you can know the two days, the week or the year. It means no one knows when the Son of Man is coming back. Jesus even said, I don't even know. As a point to say, while he's here on earth, he doesn't know. And there's no person on earth who will know. If God in the flesh will not know while he's here on the earth, then no one will know. Avoid the date setters, but put your eyes on the sky. And pray that you would be counted worthy to escape this thing. Live now for Christ the way you're supposed to. And don't allow this world to suck you into carousing drunkenness and the cares of this life. These are extraordinary words from Jesus and words for us to listen to. Let's not be earth dwellers, but let's be those who are sons and daughters of the kingdom of heaven, ambassadors here on earth, citizens of heaven, living for Christ now. And when that day comes, it will not overtake you like a thief in the night. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.